Disney World, Michael Vincent, Dooner here with the dude. <laughs> right on. Hey, good Monday afternoon from Freight Alley. Welcome back, my friend. <laughs> Welcome back. You know, this past week, I've realized my yeah. place is still on What the Truck and not at Disney World. Is that right? That time will come, but it's not now. <laughs> I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back today for our 416th episode right here in Chattanooga. Unfinished business. L-F-G. <laughs> what the Disney World of Florida to, uh, to come to the Disney World of Freight right here, Michael Vincent? It's a hell of a speech, my friend. I stole it's it from Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you, you did. You did. So, hey, you, lots of nice tweets from uh, the yeah. world of Disney. Um, very cool stuff. You got some... You got some uh, I, I saw you tweeted that you were singing some type of song or something like that, and, and you got like thrown out of a Wendy's or something. like No, that. so so what's ha- so we went to like all four parks over there. We went to the yeah. Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and uh, and Animal Kingdom. And Animal yeah. Kingdom, there was like this beautiful like Pandora World of Avatar, which initially right. didn't appeal to me because the movie when I saw it in the theater, the three D like, didn't work for me. I couldn't I couldn't get through it. Um, yeah. However, we went on this ride, and they got, like, you, when you go on this river ride, you end up at, like, the greatest animatronic I think I've ever seen in my life. And really? he sings this song, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. I have a quick clip. Good. I hope it's stuck in everyone's head too. Like someone, even some lady at the airport, she even yelled at me for for plugging my charger into the plug next to her, and I just started like chanting at her. I couldn't even like think of a of a comeback. We also got to build some uh, some lights there. Drop the lights a little bit, boys. Yeah, Shoot yeah, something yeah. off Check here a little thing bit. Out. Will they bring it down? Bring down the lights. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. You can stop at Savvy's workshop over in Galaxy's Edge. Got a few little lightsabers over here. Get to build your own. Bring the lights back up. Give a little hero cam here. You can see my little rancor tooth on this thing. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Got to go inside the rise of resistance. I mean, Disney, we're going to do an episode on logistics of Disney. I mean, it was we amazing. We got to. That's Everything cool. about that place, like how they, the, the way they keep it running, the operations, all the different stores. Like, that's yeah. all I was thinking about while I'm sitting in line for three hours for, like, rise of the resistance. But my boys and I, we got to build these lightsabers. Uh, it was a beautiful time. Highly recommend it. It's going to uh, it's gonna stick in my mind for a while. I even got to take my kids on Space Mountain. And that's the real thing about Disney. It's about that experience, right? Yeah. Bringing those memories back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Space Mountain, all that kind of stuff. But you're right. The logistics of it'll be very cool. Yeah. No chip paint anywhere. Well, I mean, there's some. There, there's some marks <laughs> over there. The place but, uh, is pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. You know, there's one little sad moment over the weekend, though, on, on Trucking Twitter. This came to my attention. Uh, Dwayne Miller, he's one of the sweetest guys on Trucking Twitter. He passed away over the weekend. Here's a picture of him mm. right here. A buddy of mine, Mr. Cheeseburger, he said, and that's how we all remember him. There wasn't a bad bone in his body. Gonna miss that guy. Love him like family. How... Hope we get to go on a ride one day. He's missing his buddy over there. A couple other people said, damn, rip uh, Dwayne Miller. Some good early morning conversations with him when I was working 14, 16 hours a day last year. He was a top quality follow. Just got word Dwayne Miller passed suddenly. Uh, this is what I was talking about. Never met Dwayne except for Twitter, but what a guy. Shared his travels and life on the road. 
Uh, God be with his family. I have no words. And uh, even this guy, Papa on the Farm, says, I'm devastated about my driver passing. Dwayne was a damn good man. Would call him in the wee hours when I couldn't sleep and we would talk forever. I am crying. Please pray for Lisa and his family. Life is too short. Give it your all every day. Damn. Yeah. He influenced quite a number of people, as a matter of fact. He, he did. Was, uh, Dwayne Miller on there? I used to very, communicate very, with him quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, really uh, just a genuine person you could, you could tell. And, and yeah, the world is a little bit less for him passing. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to get to. Before we get there, let's tip the band. Looking for a new adventure? Take the next step on your career journey with AIT Worldwide Logistics. When you join their growing team, you'll collaborate with expert colleagues around the world to create innovative solutions backed by world-class customer service. If you're ready to push the supply chain envelope, your next adventure is waiting. Visit the career section on, tell them, dude. Oh, go to AITWorldwide.com and learn more and apply today. Right after the (sighs) show, though. Well... One of the bad things about going on away on vacation is uh, you have to come back to the harsh reality of the world, and one of those things is the awful oh, situation that's going on yeah. in Ukraine. Right now, we have Sergey Bort joining us. He is Vice President of Marketing and Strategy over at GP Transco, and he's here to tell us about an initiative called the TLPU. Sergey, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Sergey, I saw like you put this post on LinkedIn. You were doing this. I was hoping someone would come up with a group like this, trucking and logistics professionals for Ukraine, because so many people had asked on the logistics side, how can we help? How can we support? They always say logistics wins war, so the onus is on our industry to do what we can. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with all this and what the group is about. Sure thing. Uh, so I was sitting um, at home when uh, the war in Ukraine was starting. It was a uh, maybe the first day. So a couple of weeks ago, it was a Saturday. And I was thinking about what is it that I can do? Is is there anything that I can do on my end to be able to help? And I thought about, um, well, I can donate. And my wife and I, who's my wife is Ukrainian, um, we've we've been donating on our end, but we thought, but can we do that's a little bit bigger? And then I thought, well, I have some connections in the trucking and logistics industry. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if there was a place for us all to come together um, and sort of highlight, um, first of all, highlight the cause, um, show some places that are legitimate places where a company can donate because um, a lot of companies, I think, are worried because there are some organizations that are um, essentially scamming people with false donations. So I thought we need to show a few places that are legit for donating. And I thought that would be also good to highlight the contributors because their help is very much needed. Uh, so I put together uh, TLPU.net. Uh, which is the place to do that. Um, You can read about uh, humanitarian aid to Ukraine, um, exactly why it's needed, see all of the participants, all of the companies that are on board so far. And right now it's something like 25. um, And um, uh, companies are reaching out to me now on a daily basis, pretty much asking about joining. And uh, that was the idea. So um, kind of got the ball rolling all in one day. And uh, it's been it's been pretty great to see everybody coming together, contributing on this issue that's been largely a bipartisan issue, actually, which has been really, really good to see. Yeah, it's excellent stuff, Sergey, and thanks for coming on and highlighting this and what you guys are doing there. So when a company comes on there and, 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 and joins, do they do they donate directly to you or do they start accepting donations for the entire group that is there? Good question. So um, we're not a nonprofit. I've never run a nonprofit. So I thought if I was going to get something off the ground quickly, I would need to basically do it as simple as possible. So we don't collect the funds directly or anything like that. TLPU, it's basically a page to highlight the contributors as a thank you. Um, The way to donate is on the page, there are three links. One of them is to Save the Children. Another one is to UNICEF. And another one is to the Red Cross. 
Um, we ask that uh, companies that want to join donate at least $5,000. And the way to do that is by going directly to the links provided there. Um, and then basically in a form on tlp.net, essentially just put in the name of the company, upload the company logo and insert a screenshot of proof of donation. And as a result, um, I will know that the company actually donated and we will put their logo on there as a contributor, uh, which has been pretty awesome. It's, it's very simple and really we don't collect the donations ourself, hmm. ourselves, nor do we make any kind of a profit from this or anything. I saw that about a week or two ago, you're at 300,000. What are you at now in terms of uh, donations raised? We're right around $800,000 right oh, now. Wow. Um, and wow. it's, it's been growing pretty quickly. Um, and also some interesting things have been happening that I kind of didn't really predict. Um, I, I reached out to Pilot Flying J asking them if they wanted to join and they said absolutely. And then they also got back to me um, about a week later saying besides donating, they're also going to be doing uh, what's called a roundup at their stores. So if you buy a coffee, um, it's $1.70. The cashier at the Pilot Flying J will ask you, do you want to round up to $2 so that the difference can go to help the people of Ukraine? Um, they're going to be running that for a couple of weeks. So that should be a few hundred thousand dollars more. And they'll be matching a good portion of that themselves on top of that. And then also TA Petro reached out to me saying that they will be doing something similar. I don't know the exact details, but it'll be something along those lines. So all these um, major players in our industry are really stepping up. And I think it. I think a lot of these uh, companies really just needed a single place to go to and uh, kind of be a little bit guided towards what's a good place to donate, how do I do it securely. So that's really what TLPU is for. So that's a little bit more that's been happening. Awesome. So Sergey, you said you know it's it's mainly for for companies that are coming in there. If there's individuals like myself or Dooner who want to get, not necessarily get involved, but give. It sounds like you have three vetted places where we can give. We can go on there and donate straight through there. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go on there and donate straight there. Um, on the personal note, um, when, when my wife and I are donating, we're actually not donating to these three places simply because these are three good sized nonprofits and they mm -hmm. have a good amount of overhead. Um, so when that happens, uh, a good portion goes to Ukraine, but they need to pay their employees and stuff. Sure. Um, so we donate more directly. Um, and uh, the place that we like to go to is Come Back Alive. Uh, Come Back Alive is a much smaller organization where the money will go directly to Ukraine with much lower overhead. So on a personal level, that's where I would go. But um, going directly and donating as an individual to Save the Children, UNICEF or the Red Cross is, is absolutely doable. Yeah. Sergey, love to hear it. Love what you're doing here. So happy to hear it went from 300 to 800,000. You're going up faster than the price of gas. Great, excellent stuff, Sergey. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. And big thank you to Freight Wave for helping shed some light on this. I really, really appreciate it. Happy to. Absolutely and if any of you sure. out here are doing things like that, like charity, I told you that's always earned media on my show. All you got to do is just reach out to me. Absolutely. Tdooner at FreightWaves.com. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Twitter. Just say you're doing something cool, and I'll see about getting you on. Not a big deal. Thank you so much, Sergey. Thank you, guys. Look at nice rest up. I flew. I didn't have to stop at any rest stops. Although when I was, so oh. Baja Fresh, I used to love this place called Baja Fresh yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah. In Florida, I was driving. We're taking a, um, the cab to the airport. By the way, cabs? Better than Ubers now. Oh. Cheaper, easier to come by, unless you're staying in the middle of nowhere. I'm back on the yellow cab at the airport. Okay. All, all in on the yellow cab. All right, all right. Yeah. Anyways, Orlando well, International, right? Orlando International. Gotcha. But we went, by, uh, we went by one of these truck stops, and they had a Baja Fresh at a gas station. First time I'd ever seen one at a gas station. Blew oh, me away. Really? Yeah, no, I haven't seen one in a gas station yeah. either. Really cool. High-end stuff. I don't know I if I made the list, I have to go to though. Orlando just to get it. 
Maybe you will. Well, let's talk to Chris <laughs> Oliver, CMO of Trucker Path. He's going to tell us all about the best rest stops in America. Somewhere on his, li- on his list, somewhere on our own list, Nick Austin's list. So maybe we can debate a little bit about what makes a good truck stop and all those things. Chris, thanks for your time today. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Chris, introduce yourself to our wonderful audience. Well, I've been in the industry for quite a while. Um, spent time at Prepass back when it was being born, you know, around late 90s, 2000s. Spent some time with Zonar, uh, the telematics company, uh, most recently with Cargomatic, and then here at Trucker Path. So kind of made the rounds when it comes to technology and trucking. So, Chris, what are the, uh, the best truck stop awards and how did Trucker Path get a focus on that? Well, you know, I think most most people, most of the audience understands Trucker Path. We've got about a million truck drivers who use the app every month, and they tell us what they like and what they don't like when we ask. So we've got a, just under ten thousand locations where trucks can fuel, and whenever somebody gets close to one, we ask them, you know, how was it? Look around. Overall, what did it look like? Was the food good? The parking available? How the showers? Was it clean? Etc. And all those come together into ratings. So, like I said, about ten thousand locations and. Almost 10 million ratings came in last year, so pretty good, good sample of opinions. Wow, wow, wow. So let's talk about the top ones. Who are, who are the top, who are the top uh, uh, rest stops here? Well, hold on. Let's find out. Oh, what, how are they sorry. determined? What's the methodology for determining how, who the best ones are? So the first thing, so like I explained, we've got the 10,000 locations, and every time somebody, they're geofenced. So whenever someone gets close, we ask the questions, you know, how is it? How's it look around there? Um, so that's how it all comes together. Uh, in terms of ranking the top most popular sites, you kind of had to have a minimum threshold of at least a thousand ratings. Um, thousand seems like a lot, but when you've got millions, <laughs> thousands, not such a big number. Um, so start off with those that, re- that got at least a thousand. Then we just looked at the overall ratings from biggest to lowest. And this year, the winner was an independent stop called Burt's Travel Plaza in Wellsville, Kansas. Um, relatively new, just a couple years old, but boy, they came out strong. Now you can ask him, but I just had to make sure his data was good. I had to make sure his methodology was good here. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess I just assumed that that people knew he had millions of people doing it, and my bad. But yeah, so the the top one was was again, who was the top one, and 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 and, and what makes for a great truck uh, truck stop? Yeah, so the top rated was Burt's Travel Plaza in Wellsville, Kansas. It's a single location, um, you know, obviously not a big chain, uh, and relatively new. They've only been around a couple years, so it's pretty neat to see them come out so strong, but. What makes it great, you know, like I said, we actually, you know, quantitatively gather ratings on food and parking and the showers and the service quality overall. Um, so that's what generates the overall rating. But when you look at the anecdotal reviews, you know, the, what people type, it really comes down to cleanliness is always towards the top. You know, a, a nice, clean experience is good. Uh, and then friendliness, you know, not a big surprise, but a clean location where people are nice to you, uh, that, that typically drives a pretty good rating for me. Um, and then the next thing that always pops up is good food. So, you know, uh, when you're reading the reviews, you really get some dive in and get some insights into you know what they do well at each location. See, we're already in conflict right here at number one, Chris, though, because our survey had the Iowa 80 and I did an informal survey on Twitter and I had a lot of drivers pick Iowa 80, but Iowa 80 <laughs> didn't make the top five as I'm looking at here. Do you know why they failed to make it this year? Is it just too much of a standard bear? People wanted something new? I think that's a pretty good chance. You know, I don't, it's hard for me to get in the heads of a million different people, but, you know, I know they're always towards the top and that's a phenomenal location. But this year was, you know, kind of the up and comers that really that boiled to the top. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Consistency is an important thing, too. You got any repeat winners from last year? 
Oh boy, that's a heck of a good question. Um, honestly, I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say it, but hadn't compared the two. I was just really focused on this year. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm looking here. Birch, uh, Birch is a, is a newer. Yeah, because we, we have your 2021 results. Birch well. wasn't on here. Uh, Tennessee Apple. truck stop got kicked off. Tennessee truck stop got kicked <laughs> off, right? But Big Apple returns. It sure did. Number two, two years in a row. Two years in a row. So I was reading about some of these descriptions between your article and the, and the one that we had. And there's there, like these truck stops, some of them are getting really, really cool, like chiropractors, dog walking services, what? mental health services. There's all really? sorts of stuff going on here. What are some of these new amenities that we're seeing at truck stops and which ones have kind of like really surprised you or blown you away? Um, you know, it, it never really surprises me because, you know, we're really providing a one-stop shop for people that are you know, away from home. So, you know, like you said, the chiropractic services, medical services in general, um, the dogs, you know, paying attention to the dogs and both not just in terms of, you know, areas for them to go out and use the restroom, but also, you know, the dog food and other supplies. It really just comes in to tap into, into the, you know, what people miss. So even workout facilities have, have become pretty popular. You know, it just... I'm never really surprised, but always happy to see the new things that pop up at truck stops and, and what people are trying to do to make life a little bit easier for the drivers. Yeah. So what is your personal favorite truck stop? Do you have one? I do. Um, and I live here in Phoenix, so, you know, it's obviously pretty geographically close, but there's a PFJ out in Tullison that I tend to stop at almost every time I head out to the West Valley. Uh, just a good, quick place to stop right off the highway. Um, and you know, for some reason, they really nail the Wendy's there. You know, I think when you think of truck stops, a lot of people think of just like a roller dog as the, uh, yeah. the cuisine, right? Yeah. But even places like here, Big Apple Travel Center, here's some stuff from their menu. It's got authentic Indian cuisine. It's got rice pudding, pakoras, cori butter, butter chicken, tandoori chicken, samosas, and much more. So there's a bit of variety through these different things as well. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of, I always tell people it's a great way to kind of experience the food culture of wherever you are. You know, you get down in the southeast and pretty good chance you're going to find some good fried chicken or barbecue. Out here in Phoenix, you know, tacos reign supreme, so you find those a lot. It's, it's just really a hodgepodge of what you see in the area typically. So the, the full list is Burt's Travel Plaza in Kansas. We got the Big Apple Travel Center in Missouri, Boise Stage Stop in uh, Idaho, Boise, Idaho, mm -hmm. Russell's, and a Truck and Travel Center that's in New Mexico, and Truck World Truck Stop in Ohio. Now, you also have the chains on here. You have the top five chains. Did you get any uh, gauge of sentiment on whether drivers preferred the independent stops to the chain stops? Are there a lot of chain loyalists, or do they prefer Indy? You know, the only... The only real type of loyalty, I guess you would say, is that drivers who drive for larger fleets tend to gravitate to the larger chains, mm. typically because that's where their fuel programs are set up. Right. Um, smaller independent owner operators, you know, they've they've got their own little niches that they drop in and, and enjoy. So it's it's it tends to be that tends to be what drives people in certain directions. But you know, I say that, and two seconds later, you'll see a truck a company driver who just loves Burt's. You know, it's really across the board. Now, did anybody base their ratings upon the amount of uh, strange, um, maybe illicit drugs that sit on the front counter when you, when you go up there? All the, all the different kind of derivatives of uh, popular maybe medication and recreational drugs. <laughs> Y'all know maybe what I'm talking about. <laughs> Only in maybe, certain maybe states. Maybe should just add the skull and crossbones as a rating category. That's <laughs> <laughs> very good. So, but here's the thing. Great stops, truck stops are awesome. But also, we hear a lot about bad ones. So when you look at this kind of information, it's, it's important to figure out what makes a good truck stop and what makes a bad one. What makes for a bad truck stop, have you learned? 
you know, just the opposite of what I said, not clean, not friendly people, um, and bad food. I mean, that's the trifecta. If you want to make sure that you get a low rating, those are your targets. Well, where was south of, border, south of the border on your list? I didn't see it in the, uh, the, t- the top yeah, one there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, but, but wait a minute. Now, you said something earlier now. Burt's was the overall winner. It even beat out the yeah. chains, correct? I mean, it even took it out did. the chains. Now, I'm looking at the chains that are here, and you got Pilot uh, Loves is on the top five twice. Yeah. Right? So did you, did you look at the overall for chains, not just by location, but which chain was, was the highest rated or no? You just kept it by single we didn't location. Aggreg- we didn't aggregate them just because got it's it. kind of an unfair advantage to the smalls that have yeah. one location and a good score. You know? Yeah. And you've got six, 700 locations. You know, it can not only bring you up, it can also bring you down. So we just looked, you know, right at the – right where the, you know, where the rubber meets the road. I gotta tell you, if I'm ever in Joplin, I'm hang, I'm heading out to Big Apple two years in a row. Number two, that's pretty solid. Well, so, I, so there's a, one of my favorite truck stops. I haven't been to it in a yeah. while, but I, I like it because it has the world's tallest thermometer. Is in Baker, and if you drive from Los Angeles to Vegas, you'll pass. Oh, Bakersfield. This truck stop. No, Baker. Just Baker. Baker has the. I would have said Bakersfield if it was Bakersfield. Well, just, does Bakersfield have the world's tallest thermometer? I don't. I don't I, think it does, Michael Vincent. The world's tallest thermometer is in Baker at that rest stop. But either way, there with far away th- eyes. I know an, that. There's an A. There's an A and W in there, and this guy went to go in the bathroom. Bathroom, right, yeah. and his buddy was in there, and he was like messing with them. So he kicked us out of the bathroom, and all the, the stall walls just collapsed. <laughs> the, the side stall walls just collapsed on this this guy. And that's your favorite place? That's my favorite truck stop story. <laughs> I just thought it was the funniest thing, and I oh, always remember story. it for the rest of my life. Why do you have one? No, but our favorite, my favorite one was is somewhere near Buffalo. I forget it because I was a kid. We always drive there, and it had it was the the, the I eighty is separated there, and he has a crossover that goes over. You have to walk across yeah. the highway, and it always looks like the trucks are going to slam right into you. And we'd stand there as kids and go Aah! as a kid, and they went by. But I forget what the name of it was. That was years ago, man. That was well, Chris. I was forty just, years ago. Chris, I was just at Disney World creating all these new memories with my children. What kind of memories have you created at a rest stop? At a rest stop, boy, oh boy. Um, Honestly, rest <laughs> for my biggest memory was years ago. I got caught driving back from the West Coast to the East Coast in a wicked blizzard to shut down um, uh, 70 and had to get off the road and spent three days at a rest stop, resting, <laughs> sleeping, try waiting for the road just to clear back up. So that's that not only that trip, but also that experience stands out in my mind in a big way, as you can imagine. Well, Chris, I mean, the number one criteria for most drivers, too, has to be parking, right? And Trucker Path looks into parking quite Frequently, um, it's something we always want to shine a light on right here. Uh, in 2022, has the state of parking gotten any better or has it gotten worse? You know, it's got it's just about the same, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we release some stats every month or two just to keep people kind of apprised of what's going on. And, you know, it's it's obviously a big problem and it's it's a big reason why people like to use Trucker Path. I think you probably understand we've geofenced everywhere we know trucks can pass park and whenever somebody gets inside that that uh, geofence we ask them you know are there a lot of spaces available some spaces available or none Um, and then that information gets pushed directly to the other users immediately so you if you're driving up on a location you can see oh look there was many spots available and it was just reported an hour ago so i I should be in a pretty good shape to park there Uh, and then of course we have the historical data available as well so you can see what it typically looks like on on a tuesday evening uh, to help drive that decision making And, and it's it's probably the most used feature of our app, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was going to ask if it is if it is a, a, if you have static, like where should I look as also fluid. But I guess that is correct. That's got to be used quite a bit. I mean, that's got to be incredibly, incredibly useful. 
Yeah, and and you know that's you know really the power of trucker path is the community. The fact that everybody really just shares the information with with the rest of the community. And from parking, we get close to ten million data points a month. So the community is very active in helping each other out, which which I think is awesome. Which makes our industry so good. Well, you had a list here too of the spaces that are available. The ten states with the highest percentage of space available. The top five were South Dakota, Michigan, Vermont, Nevada. And Florida, so some fairly traveled routes, some out of the way routes, right? Routes right there, but thirty-three percent availability—that's pretty good for the top one, is it not? I mean, it could. What was the worst one? Do you know? Do you know that? I think we might actually have a oh, West yeah. Virginia, West Virginia, sixty-eight percent, right? And so, is this mm-hmm. percentage number that I'm looking at here? Is that the number of spaces occupied? No, it's just it's sixty percent of the people in the community said this lot's full. Okay, you know, it's, it'd be uh, really hard to get down to the granular level of spaces with just contributions from drivers but just as a whole it would be that the whole location is full so and and that's really kind of intuitive Um, if you're outside of a major metropolitan area at six o'clock at night pretty good chance that's going to be full if you're in the middle of the dakotas in the middle of the day pretty good chance it's going to be open Um, the the data really really starts to help a lot when you get to those highly populated you know busy areas because that's where it's hardest to find the parking and you know we help make that a little bit easier yeah, nobody wants to be driving through West Virginia at night. Probably not. Not really. That's the start <laughs> the of every rain. good horror movie, isn't it? Not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's no, well, you want it mid- midday. Well, so you so you said it hasn't improved. It hasn't necessarily gotten worse. But is there any hope for improvement without park without the inclusion of parking in the infrastructure bill? How do we make this situation better for drivers? You know, it's tough. It really comes down, I think, to spreading out the, where people are when they stop, and it's it's a it's a real tough equation because you have to take into account. You know, your travel distance and hours of service and, and when those hours are winding down. And it takes a little bit of planning ahead. You know, you, you definitely know you don't want to be coming into a major pet metropolitan area in the peak hours of the evening when everyone wants to shut down with your hours running out. So balancing everything out is, is something that really sounds simple, but it's not. Um, but it is very, very effective. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen that, that actually has published stats that, you know, it takes close to an hour for a driver to find a good safe parking spot at the end of their shift. Uh, that's crazy. You know, that's like, what is that, 9% roughly of their available mm. capacities for the day? So just shaving a little bit of time off of that makes a big deal industry-wide. Yeah, so are, are appointments or, or is that something that that is out there? I, I noticed there was a percentage of some of those that actually you can pre-book a, a, a parking spot. Is that pretty popular or is it growing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's growing in popularity all the time. You know, obviously, a lot of the major chains that have large parking facilities offer reserve parking. There are some independent companies that are doing it. Um, and when it fits on the route, it's wonderful, you know, to know you've got a good, safe spot to stop. Um, but it's when it fits on the route. And that's the challenge is there, you know, lots of trucks driving around looking for parking every at the end of every shift. And, you know, there's only so many spots that are available for being reserved. So when everything lines up great, they're wonderful. Um, otherwise, you know, it's a little bit more challenging, but you know, we're happy to be able to help the best we can. Hey, and Chris, what are uh, what are drivers telling you now about what they need out of Trucker Path, out of you guys? What what do they want improvement upon, or what do they want more visibility or information about? You know, it's it's funny you ask that. Um, one of the things that we, we've asked a lot of questions about lately is you know helping drivers to make their day easier, um, and we're considering you know, the idea of launching a service to help them do that. We've got a lot of great technology, but to look up loads and negotiate loads and, and then put in the navigation and do all that back office work is a, it's a pretty heavy lift for owner operators. So for we're, we will um, in the not too distant future be launching a new service to really inject a person in that mix and, and help the drivers, you know, 
utilize the technology to the fullest um, and make the day a little bit easier with a the person there in their back pocket to help. Excellent stuff. Wheel. Yeah, I was Spend thinking long that myself. Yeah. All right, we gotta, Chris, we've got to send you the wheel of Best. stupid questions Best. now. Let's do it here. Here we go. All right, <laughs> right we're going to go. This is a good one, my friend. All right. All right, Chris, your neighbor asks if they can use your Wi-Fi and they need the password. Do you give it to them? Ooh. Well, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. My neighbor happens to be in law enforcement. Uh, oh. So I would say probably no, just in case he's that deep into law enforcement. <laughs> but typically, you know, if that wasn't my neighbor, yeah, probably. But that guy, I'll, I'll be a little cautious. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I would hope wouldn't, because that would be like so awkward. Because every bone in my body would like want to be no, but you don't want to be like completely yeah. rude and start war with your yeah. neighbor. But yeah. the answer is still no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the name of yeah, my I'm Wi-Fi is I'm watching you, Jim. Yes. Because that's my neighbor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as soon as I say no about a week later, I'll need to borrow theirs. And you know how that works. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, okay, Chris, people who want to get in touch with, with you or to read more of this survey, where do I send them to? Just go to truckerpath.com. Everything you need to know is right there. Well, thank Sweet. you, Chris. You You're go, I'll brother. knight you for your uh, your service. Here you go. And that's you awesome, go. man. Virtual I'm a huge Star sir. Wars geek. Bad Big news Star is Wars this geek. is a lightsaber, so I just cut your shoulders off. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> take, that's it, right. take it easy, sir. We'll, we'll catch up with you in the future. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Hey, did you know that uh, Forbes just named AIT Worldwide Logistics is one of America's best mid-sized employers for 2022? Actually, I did know that, you but did? do tell. Tell us more. You've been reading those trade papers. <laughs> I have. <laughs> in fact, AIT is the number one employer in the transportation logistics category. That's right. Boost your job satisfaction, regain a sense of purpose, because I know you don't have one, nope. and open your career opportunities with one of the fastest growing organizations in the industry. Visit the career section where... Hey, go to AITWorldwide.com to learn more and apply to today but after 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 the show yeah you gotta wait till that all time. right well now to open up another box of six piece chicken mcnobodies just kidding <laughs> it's my buddy trey griggs founder and ceo at beta consulting group trey it's been too long also why is the guitar on the wall and not in your hand yeah, sir yeah, what's going on here man <laughs> It has been too long, and uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Appreciate that. Well, you know, the guitars on the on the wall. I, I wrote a rap today. I didn't write a song. I wrote a rap. <laughs> Ooh, so he's got a you rap. know, I I figured I would go that route today. If that's all right with you guys, I don't know. But thanks for having me on the show. That's oh, fine with me. Should we get Kevin in in here to beatbox? Yeah, one? Kevin Hill will beatbox for you. He'll leave you hanging like he did to you and I at sales and marketing. Well, I, can, I can I can do without music today. It's no big deal. I all got right. it. Trey, Trey, hit us. You were Trey was also supposed to have an opponent today, but they were afraid to face him. They had. A, I, I'm not gonna. We won't name names, right, Trey? We won't name we're names. Not gonna but, yeah, we're no, not we gonna shame him. We're not gonna name names. We won't name names. Oh, no. we, won't name names. we understand. Right. And he's become a good friend of mine too, so I can't throw any shade his way. But yeah. we'll, we'll get it done. We'll definitely get it all done. Right. Well, all right. Let's hear your rap. I don't need music. I can do it without. Here we go. Okay. I'm with Dooner and the Dude, and the show is hype. Back from Disney with the kids, man, that place was tight. Draping the new threads with the galaxy view. The dude sporting with the truck, and it looks brand new. <laughs> the hat from Freight Vana looks a little stiff. Pick up a new one at Big Apple, and don't forget to take a sniff at the stuff <laughs> on the counter. You never know what they got. Root beer and a Slim Jim, it might become your favorite spot on the show today to talk about a new initiative. The word on the street, finding ways to connect and give. A Tough mother race to raise money for wounded vets. Consider giving money from your March Madness bets, raising 100 Gs to provide some new opportunities to shoot some three-gun with some friends. Yes, please. So thanks for the invite to be on the show today. It's time to make an impact in a sick major way. Let's go. 
<laughs> wow. All right. Let's nice. give you a little bit. You, I know over that the weekend sweet. you retired from rap, and then today you unretired like Tom Brady, and you I'm just back. threw into that was fresh. Uh, that was to, fresh. There will be plenty of time. There'll be plenty of time to sit on the sidelines. That's not my place right now. Here's my place. This is my place right now. That's fresh, dude. And greeting cards is in his future, I think. Uh, there, were, there was a lot. There was a lot going Ooh, on. Also, yeah. I like that he called out your hat. I believe that he is a Silver Fox affiliate, right? So to see I that, I'm a Silver Fox hat. affiliate. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. Silver Fox, baby. Shout out to Ryan Rogers. Get the gear. It's good stuff. There you, there you go. go. That, go, man. that gentleman definitely gets around. Uh, yes, so, does. Trey, tell us about this. You're doing this Tough Mudder <laughs> for charity. Tough Mudder, super cool. When's it coming up? What's it all about? We are. Yeah. So April 30th, it's a Saturday coming up in about six weeks. So there's still some time to train for people out there that want to join the team, but it's going to be a nine mile race with 30 obstacles. Uh, it's going to be exciting here in St. Louis, but it's actually a weekend event. So people are coming in on Friday. We're going to go to a Cardinals game at Bush stadium on Friday. The events on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, we're doing brunch at my house. So it's going to be fun to have everybody there. But most importantly, we're raising money for an organization called Battle Buddy Three Gun. One of my good friends and a former guy in my youth group, he was a, he's a kid when I was a youth pastor. Um, his name is Jeff Combs. He went to the Marines. He got injured when he was in the Marines and was paralyzed from the waist down, mm. went through some depression, really struggled for a long time. And then when he came out of it, he said, you know what? I want to help other wounded veterans, specifically those who are paralyzed, who are struggling in the same ways that I was, to help them get back on track. So we started Battle Buddy 3-Gun, which is, uh, if you know anything about the military, you know about 3-Gun. It's a shooting drill. It's a shooting kind of competition that they do. And he wanted to um, help other wounded veterans get back involved in community. So they put on these 3-Gun shooting events. They cost about $4,000 a piece, and it's all voluntary. Like, he's now a wounded vet. So, like, you know, the, the government kind of takes care of him, but he wants to give back. And so he doesn't get paid to do this. He wants to put these on. But they cost about $4,000 per, per event, and they can take 10 guys. So we're trying to sponsor 25 of those events, help 250 wounded veterans experience community and go on these shooting adventures and have fun. But that's going to be mean we've got to raise 100 Gs, $100,000. It's a huge goal. But I know that you know all my friends in the transportation industry, a lot of companies did really well last year. A lot of companies have a heart for wounded veterans and want to help. So I'm asking them to come and make a donation. All the money goes directly to Battle Buddy 3-Gun. And we'll, if I can go ahead and plug it, if you just go to betaconsultinggroup.com forward slash event, you can learn about all the details about the, the Tough Mudder, about the weekend, but also there's a direct link to the GoFundMe account to uh, donate. They're a 501c3, so it's a tax write-off, and they'll connect with you, say thank you, and, and be a part of that. And then consider coming in and being a part of the weekend, helping us out and supporting us. The event's actually taking place at a winery. So if you don't want to participate in the event, you can just come and drink and encourage us and have a good time. But it's going to be a lot of fun on April 30th. Yeah, half a bottle of wine in me. I'll be really encouraging you. But so you might do start we, running. You might try an obstacle. <laughs> That's right. So do we have to join your team or can Dooner and I like bring our own Eat team? against you guys. No, you can definitely bring your own team, but you, uh -huh. you guys want to be part of the street crew. I mean, come on, you know, it's going to have, have a good time. And by the way, the rapper not to be named, the rapper not to be mentioned is going to be there. So we could do a little rap battle on site. Wow, the artist Lee, formerly known as as rap battler, yeah. as uh, rabbit. <laughs> yeah. The artist formerly known as rabbit. I mean, he might. He's like four and a half miles. Is rapping one of the? Is rapping one of the? Uh, one of the? Uh, one of the obstacles? Is rapping one of the obstacles? Or you know, it's what, not an official is... obstacle, but we can make it. We can make it the thirty-first <laughs> obstacle. Absolutely. <laughs> but you said training, so here's here's my concern with the, the training here. Do you think Disney was enough? Now, I was looking at my health app. We were doing about seventeen thousand steps a day. That's pretty. We could have got more in, but you know, a lot of those steps are done. You have to have the mental fortitude to stand in line for two hours you know at per ride we're getting asked yeah. how long the line's going to be when are we at the front constantly i think that these are really strong um do you think that these skills would translate to a tough mutter 
Well, certainly from a mental, you know, toughness perspective, mm, without mm. a doubt. Now your legs might still give out, but your mind's going to be sharp. And that's what counts, you know, because I've been to Disney with little kids and it's tough. You know, you got to stay. I remember standing in line with a bunch of dads for two hours just so we can meet you know, Elsa and Anna. So I know, I know what that's like. So Tough Mudders are pretty, are, are well, they're tough as the name uh, implies, right? <laughs> so are, are people, just, so people aren't scared to join your group and help these guys out because Battle Buddy uh, well, Three Gun sounds like something to do. Is this like pared down a little bit because you're going to have a lot of amateurs out there? Or is this a full-on Tough Mudder with the flames and the electrocution and all that crazy stuff? Well, there is going to be flames and electrocution, that's true. But we're not actually here to, to like, you know, break any records. And if you think about it, it's nine miles split up with 30 obstacles. So it's like you kind of run, jog three blocks, and then you get to pause and do, a, do an obstacle and, and work as a team. And so it should be fun. Again, we're not, try, again, not trying to break any records. So if you're, if you're moderately fit and you can you know, go out and run a few miles and start to get in shape a little bit, you'll be fine. Again, so we're not trying to break any records. My, you go, yeah, you're not trying to break Greg anything. Roberts, that's in logistics. So here's the thing, though. He, he's he's playing. Trying not to break anything. We might not want him on the team. He's playing oh. a little afraid. He's like an injured player. Dude, he, I'm the he, best athlete on this you team. You did a jumping high five, and you, and you ended up on the DL for three months. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. How are you going to do a tough mutter? I figured that? out I had a birth defect. I have an extra be bone in, in, my, in my foot, if you can believe it. You'll be it, in like Trey. a full body cast for like three weeks while sitting here. We'll just prop you up. No, you're definitely qualified for Team Street Crew, without a doubt. Yeah. 14 years of football, no injuries. I did one high five, and I was out for three months. That's how it happens, though. That's how it Welcome happens. Welcome to adulthood. Let's try to tie your man. shoes and throw your back it out. It sucks. Yeah. If, only, if only I was mentally as, as, as adult as my body. Just well, Trey, before, before I let you go, we, we'll, I'll, we'll get your answer on today's stupid question of oh, the day. Yeah. Your neighbor asks if they can yeah. use your Wi-Fi, and they want the password. Are you going to let them? You know, it's funny. So Chris and I share a common theme. My neighbor is also in law enforcement, and I think I'm also going to follow Chris. I'm not going to let him know what it is because I just don't know if he's in the deep state or not. But he's a good guy. I probably would. Pa- Here's what I do. I'd either give it to him and I'd change it later, or I'd create a guest login that can be temporary. His, uh, you want to know his password? It's hair gel. <laughs> it's it's, it's spike. It's spiky thirteen. No, no. What I would do? I would tell them how to set up a, a, a Wi-Fi hotspot on their iPhone. That's what I would do. I would say here. Here's how you set up a hotspot. Go call EPB and take That's a right. hike. You're doing you identity thief. <laughs> Trey. So it. just to reiterate, where do people go to sign up for your event to either run it or to contribute and sponsor? Yeah. So if they go to my website, betaconsultinggroup.com forward slash events. They'll see everything about the event. They can sign up for the Tough Mudder. They can sign up for the weekend. They can see the agenda and the hotels that are available. And they can also click on that GoFundMe link to donate directly to Battle Buddy 3Gun. Hey, so you are, Very nice. speaking of that, we, let me just mention cool. that real quick. Can you guys the elevator on Beta Consulting Group? Because I know it's something new that oh, yeah, you yeah, started. Yeah. You were with, you were with a, another yeah. company, and then you decided, this is something that I, a plan you had about a year ago, you and I had talked. You sort of told me about this. Then an opportunity came about. You took it, and then you're now back to that thing you wanted to start about a year ago, right? Yeah, it's actually two years. It's amazing how time flies. It was middle of 2020 that I was thinking about doing this and, and went out on my own. And um, the opportunity to work at Lean was just phenomenal. Great organization, great guys. Still love all those guys. And I'm doing some brand ambassador work for them still and, and having fun with them. But yeah, I wanted to do my own thing and help as many companies as possible. I'm really into branding, marketing, messaging, sales training. I believe that sales and marketing is one department, one division in your company that has two kind of distinct objectives. And so I want to help out as much as possible. I want to help CEOs become the face and the voice of their company and just offer my services and, and really just kind of write my own ship, uh, build my own dream. So it's exciting to do that and have the opportunity to help companies. And I'm going to be guest emceeing some trade show events and do some keynote speaking and a lot of other opportunities. So definitely check out the website and what we're offering, what we can do to help you guys out. We're all about just helping people improve their sales and marketing outcomes. 
Well, Trey, Trey, thanks Excellent. for coming on. I, I noticed you also started a podcast, so congratulations on that. I know you've had like a rogues Thank gallery you. of uh, LinkedIn logistics people on so far. So congratulations on the launch and the new company. And uh, hopefully you, you hit your goal for that tough mutter. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, Trey. He even brought us a rep. He's always a, he's a good shiz like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So get on his team. You can jog a little bit, get electrocuted, then jog a little bit, get light on fire, maybe have some wine. Something like that. Sounds yeah. like a good time. Make it a good time. All right, let's All talk right. to Cameron Ramsdale. He's the COO over at Emerge. You know, this gentleman over here, I think he used to work right down the street a little bit. He, yeah, Very just on the other, just, yeah. He yeah. spent, what, right. over a decade with Coyote? The other side of the ridge. He's yeah. done a few things. And Coyote. He's, He's been around. He might know what he's talking about. All right, let's talk to him. Maybe. Cameron Rams, Ramsdale, COO at Emerge. Thanks for coming on the show, sir. Morning, guys. Should I say, I guess, afternoon now with the time change? So are you, uh, yeah. well, where are you? Are you in Arizona? Are you in Chattanooga? Where, where, uh, where's Cameron? So I live in Atlanta. I've lived there for about two and a half years, but I am currently in Arizona and I'll spend, uh, I'll, I'll really split my time between both Atlanta and Arizona. So I'll spend about two or three weeks here and then two or three weeks back in Atlanta. Uh, well, I already feel for you guys time change on a uh, on, on a Monday for a West Coast uh, time zoner. Not the easiest, so we'll be easy on you today. So we mentioned your previous roles. You've been with Emerge for a few months now. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up in the role and what you're doing in that seat. Sure. So I've actually been here for all of seven days now. So this is this oh. is my, my second <laughs> wow, okay. my second week on the job, my second wow. Monday. So. Um, yeah, I'm still drinking from the, the proverbial fire hose here, but, um, uh, how did I end up in this job? So I had, uh, a, had a relationship with our chairman for, uh, Jack Holmes for a number of years uh, back from my coyote days. He was, uh, running the UPS freight business when UPS acquired coyote. And so I spent a, a good amount of time in Richmond with him and his team and developed a good relationship with him. He's been on the board here for quite a while. He introduced me to, to Andrew Leto, our CEO and founder. Uh, and we really hit it off and, and started talking about what was possible, uh, given the platform that the, he's been building here now for a couple of years. Uh, and you know, the, the, it was very clear to me once I saw the product and, and spoke to him about his vision that this is the first legitimate marketplace I've seen in this industry. This is, I think a lot of folks have, have kind of seen marketplaces as a, as a potential opportunity. A few folks have, have tried to build one. Uh, but this, as far as from what I've seen in this industry, is is really the first legitimate marketplace I've seen and and uh, decided to come on board pretty quickly after a few conversations with them. You know, I was reading a quote from you and they were and it was sort of asking about it was about this new role. Right. And uh, one of the things that you said there is that it's about carrier experience. And I really like that because a lot of times you ask people what they're going to do in their role and they they give you a bunch of God, we're going to optimize this and do this and pull that lever and hit this mm -hmm. switch and do that. And you're like, we're here to build carrier experience. So let's start there. What does carrier experience mean to you? It's a great question. Um, first and foremost, I, you have to meet the carriers wherever they want to be. So I think, you know, this is a bit trite and, and overused, but, you know, having kind of an omni-channel uh, kind of approach to building the marketplace. So first and foremost, Emerge is a platform, right? So this is a, this is a website that you can log into and you can shop from, from this, this marketplace of freight. I think today we have roughly five to $6 billion of freight flowing through it with goals to triple that, maybe even more by the end of this year. And so, you know, there's a fundamental question of, of when carriers come to the marketplace, it has to have sufficient breadth and depth. You have to have a number of options for them to, to choose from. It has to be user friendly. Obviously, these are all things that are that are kind of table stakes now. 
But the real opportunity is leveraging our data, and we have you know kind of a tremendous amount of it to to really help them run a more efficient network and a more efficient business. Right? There's obviously there's been a, a, a ton of dialogue around the rising fuel costs, around inflation. Um, and all of these things kind of happen to us. We don't have a whole lot of control over those things. So that when it comes to carrier experience, the question is, how do we give carriers information that they can use to take uh, advantage of certain opportunities that they see and, and arm them with information they don't or wouldn't otherwise have to make better decisions over the things that they do have control over? So these are things like, from a really kind of tactical level, things like deadhead and dwell. Uh, these are the two biggest you know, kind of silent killers of a carrier's PL. How can we help carriers understand at the time that they're transacting, the time that they're either buying a spot load or buying a, a contract lane, what those operating metrics are? And so there's going to be a tremendous amount of focus on the platform and building in this level of intelligence that just equips carriers to make better decisions on a day to day basis. Yeah, one of those costs and dynamics that is difficult for carriers is rising fuel costs. So uh, can you talk about some of the short and long-term impacts that we might expect from the rapidly rising fuel costs? Yeah, I think there's a lot to be seen here about how long, you know, what the duration of this is going to be. How long will we will we see these kind of elevated rates? And, and you know, it's, it's a very nuanced uh, problem depending on what type of carrier you are and how you buy fuel, right? There's There's not all not all fuel is is priced the same in the in the carrier environment. So, uh, if you're a large national carrier and you run a pretty centralized network, you may have a, you, you're most likely buying wholesale, uh, and you you'll get impacted at times of volatility. But when it's you know relatively stable, um, it you know doesn't necessarily matter exactly what the price at the at the pump necessarily is. Uh, you don't love volatility, but um, you know in other operating environments, whether it's elevated or not. As long as it's not bouncing around, you're okay. For a smaller, mid-sized carrier, and God forbid for an owner-operator, these this can present a, a tremendous amount of challenges for them, right? This is traditionally when you start seeing this kind of a leading indicator of capacity exiting the market, or at least has been historically. So, you know, I, I have no prediction on how long it will stay elevated. Uh, that is uh, obviously a, you know somewhat geopolitical issue right now, mm. but it creates an operating environment that is historically incredibly difficult to navigate for for carriers well sure and uh, fuel go ahead well i was just gonna say it fuels one of those things too that it's not just a direct impact of the fuel price you mentioned there's rack buyers there's retail buyers there's all different types of buyers depending on what kind of trucker you are what kind of carrier you work for etc mm -hmm. but the impacts of it impact us all right it increases inflation i mean i would went away for a week and fuel went up 22 percent retail fuel went up 22 percent but even in freight volumes we're seeing it we're seeing it in sonar that shippers are actually looking at the fuel market right now, and they're sitting on moving some freight. They're thinking that they're hoping that cost recedes. So, right, we saw some we saw volumes dip over the past two weeks. So shippers are looking yeah, at this absolutely. too. So there's no way to really avoid getting hit by something like this. No, there's not. And there's just there's how well prepared were you for for something like this? How are you buying fuel? Are you buying retail at the pump? Those are the those are the folks that are going to be that are going to feel this uh, in the most pronounced way. So. Um, you know, there's a hopefully we'll be on the other side of this uh, sooner than later and we can see those prices start to deflate again. 
So yeah, efficiency is going to be critical then, right? Late yeah. efficiency in an environment like this. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention it, yeah. Well, go for it. Jump with what you were saying. Well, I was just going to, I was, you know, the fuel impacts, and when you mentioned it, the larger guys, the ones that do have those rack and the wholesale contracts with their with their fuel surcharges, it's the volatility that hurts them. When it smooths out and what's not, it's not that big a deal. But for the smaller guys, it is. And so that efficiency, that's where that really comes in. How do you guys work on that? How do you help them with that? A lot of it is helping just one, just understanding how they run their network. What type of freight do they like to do, do they like to take? Do they run, you know, a majority contracted operation with a, only a small handful of, of shippers? In that environment, uh, we want our marketplace to help them fill those network gaps on a more contractual basis, right? There is plenty of of drop drop freight in the marketplace today that that carriers can come into and 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 view and see does this match really well to my network and help me reduce those things like like the deadhead and and my dwell um so that's one if there if carriers you know we're coming off of probably one of the the most frothy spot environments that i've seen in my time in the industry mm-hmm. uh, you know we'll see if that uh, if that environment is is going to continue as as it has for the last it feels like probably two plus years now uh, if in that environment there's plenty of spot freight to shop from as well and so what one thing that we are are very very focused on right now is building out that platform and enabling carriers to help us one understand both verbally and through the platform what that network looks like and give them some very very targeted search criteria uh, that help them find these efficiencies in, efficiencies in their network. Very cool, Cameron. Well, we appreciate your time today. Uh, that company is in good hands. Or Merge is in good hands with you in that seat. Say hi to George for us if you uh, pass by him <laughs> in the hallways over there. And uh, take it easy, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for coming Cameron. on. Oh, Arizona, good times. Chattanooga, breeding ground of talent. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a hotbed of talent for right. logistics, no doubt about it. Big deal, little deal. Big you know, I think it is a big deal. Our, our first big deal, little deal that we're going to get to is about that zero COVID policy in China lockdown. You know, it was interesting because yeah. I was over at Disney and I was curious, like, what the masking policy and all that was going to be when I got there. Yeah, and yeah, the website yeah, yeah. said, like, if you're double vaxxed, you don't have to wear, like, a mask in the resort. And it sounded maybe kind of strict. So we brought all that, that stuff with us. And we got there and, like, no, nah, nobody about it cares at all at Disney. The only place that you have to wear a mask is on the resort shuttles. But, like, oh. not when you're waiting in line or anything, which is gr- – I'm not saying, like, you should have to uh, at all. Uh, I was just, glad that you, you did not put, have to. Yeah, just telling us what the deal is. I was very happy about that. But, yeah, if you – but you, on the shuttles, you do, and people are very compliant. So if you're thinking to go to Disney, just bring a mask for the shuttles. You'd be cool otherwise, you know. Right, cool. But here we go. Seiko, others warn clients of lockdown in Shenzhen will impo- will, and how it will impact port activity. Uh, they sent out a COVID-19 advisory. No cargo will be able to load in Yantian, and vessels will likely will it omit the port – um, not good, right? I mean, this happened last May and June. Uh, I was looking on the vessel map earlier. It looked pretty clogged and crowded over there. I know it's not the manufacturing hub it used to be, but there's still warehouses there, and there's still a very popular port there. Big deal, little deal. It, it, it's a big deal. I mean, when you when you you know we we talked to uh, Lauren Larocco uh, a number of times, right? And I think this is a big deal because she's already talked about how the hairball of logistics has moved down the, the pike a little bit, yeah. and it's already outside of China. This just exacerbates it, because now you've got loads that aren't going to be able to happen in Yenchen, uh, and, and it, 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 for many things, disruption of capacity, disruption of, of inventory and goods moving, and then it just, it just it promotes uh, nearshoring as well there. So there's a lot of difficulties there. I 
think it's a pretty big deal. And we've already got a lot of plates spinning, too, in the supply chain crisis. There's so much going on that the yeah. supply chain crisis, at least in the mainstream, has fallen out of view. But uh, it's still there, people. It is still there. It is still there. Okay, big deal, little deal. Pilot announced Wednesday that it will be spending a billion dollars over the next three years for an initiative called New Horizons, a plan, a plan to moderate <laughs> Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing theme. Tom they, Nook now yeah. at the Pilot Flying J. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're watching it right here. We've got pizza. A plan to modernize and remodel more than 400 locations and make upgrades to other locations across the country. Key enhancements under the New Horizon plan will include lighting inside, outside, stores, complete remodeling of the restroom, showers, laundry facilities, redesigned store layouts, food, beverages, you name it, seating, wow. lounges, everything, even updated fuel and point-of-sale technology. Well, I, nothing a trucker likes more than updated point-of-sale technology. That's exactly right, man. They can spend their money in more ways. I think it's good. You know, some of these, uh, some of these facilities, I've been driving around a lot recently, some of these facilities definitely need some upgrading. Not necessarily calling a pilot saying that they need to, but a good initiative uh, to keep these rust stops clean. We just talked about best rest stops. Maybe some more pilots will end up on the chain now that they got the uh, Animal Crossing initiative going I on. think it's a big deal as well. I think drivers deserve a nice place to go to, and I think they'll gravitate towards it. So, yeah. I hope they just don't raise the price of everything in bells. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That wouldn't be very good. People who don't play Animal Crossing have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> according, to CBS, <laughs> according to CBS, the ball that Tom Brady threw, 55 yards to Mike Evans, that turned into a touchdown in the 2022 NFC Divisional Round, sold at an auction for $518,628 on Saturday. It's a lot of cannolis. <laughs> um, <laughs> however... Tom Brady unretired on Sunday. Yeah. It's a big deal or little deal, dude. That's a big deal, man. That's you get a big... refund on that? I don't know, man. But whoever bought that is like, damn. <laughs> you know that's the I mean? wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad deal. I mean, that that's not cool. I'd be, I'd, I'd be, uh, I'd be on the phone to Tom's house. What's the deal, man? That was a, that was a losing touchdown too. Like they didn't win the game. It was they a losing touchdown. The, <laughs> the guy who sold it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, we got sold it psyched, of course. Like, oh, and now we can go get the real one and sell that for even more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that feels bad for the other person. <laughs> it's unbelievable. How about the guy who gave his back, right, and got like a free well, win? Like a T-shirt and like you a, got like, like a, a McDonald's coupon. Well, or maybe it's a better deal now that that Brady. Well, he's got to yeah. be like, yes, he didn't screw. But that was like the five hundredth ball, though. That was like five hundred top. Yeah, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, that was yeah, the that doesn't get like yeah. ruined by. That's true. Retiring yeah. and unretiring. But there may be the 600th ball. You never know. Uh, so here's a big deal, my friend. Or okay. a big deal, little deal. I, I'm just assuming where you're going to go. Freightways Radio is back. It returns today to Sirius XM on Road Dog Trucking at 5 p.m. And you know who's hosting it? Who? Grace Sharkey. Wow. Cool stuff. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I hosted yeah, Freightwaves Radio for two years on uh, Saturdays. Yeah, I um, told you a few times. You had good. come on a few times. We'd like to, you'd sit by the pool and you would just crack on people and we'd have nice <laughs> phone conversations. Only the guy who would. turned into a werewolf for getting vaccinated. That's uh, the, the one thing I that do miss about radio is, is the hotline. I, you know, I'm yeah. a, I, look, I'm team podcaster here, right? Not team radio. Team radio is great. Yeah. But uh, my number one love, my Mia Moore. Is right here. Mia yeah, Moore. Yes. yes Ooh, she's a but I will be tuning in. I will be calling in to uh, harass Grace. I'll be calling in to her oh, yeah, and fake it. Sure. I'll be the masked logistician, and I'll call up and have a good time. I look forward to it. Hopefully, better we hope to... Michigan State keeps winning. Hey, hopefully we can take over the radio once in a while, too. That'll be fun. That would be fun. Or at least come on yeah. with her. Absolutely. I'd hang with her, for sure. Hey, the other thing coming up, speaking of missing things, getting back out, uh, meeting the people, shaking hands, kissing babies, Ooh. being badass, looking at LEDs. All that snap. Badass LED. Future supply chain is May 9th and 10th at the Rogers Convention Center. Some of these keynotes have been announced. Yeah, that's right. Look at that little graphic right there. You can take yourself to live. 95. There's a big deal right there. Get, what is it? 
$12.95 a ticket. $12.95, buddy. So we right got there. Asia. Oh, look, they even have a little video going now. Asia Ooh. Hutchinson, state of Arkansas. He's going to be a speaker. We got Billy Bean, Moneyball. Oh, that Talking is about a baseball. You know deal. him? Oakland A's. He's coming on. Jonathan yeah. Hoffman from the Pentagon. We got Michael Scrange from uh, MIT Sloan School. We have all your favorite shows, but more importantly, in-person events are back. We're going to meet the people. You're going to meet us. All the people you love for Freight Waves. All the people we love out here that we yeah. see online that we've been talking to. The virtual screens for two years. We are going to reach through the screen like Nancy when she pulled Freddy <laughs> Krueger out of that nightmare. She grabbed him by the fedora. She took his body did, yeah. out of the dream. Nancy's a badass. And she set those booby traps around her house and she took Freddy Krueger out. That's what we're going to do to all of you. But we're not going to take you out. But we're going to pull you out of the screen. We're going to see you in person. We're going to give you a nice high five. Brush up on calling the hogs, man. Let you beat the cowbell. We're going to have a good time. So go to live.freightways.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Timothy Dooner. It's D-O-O-N-E-R. Follow me at Vince the Dude. Tell them how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere. 